Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Welcome to the Canna Mom Show. Are you interested in hearing inspiring cannabis stories told by real Canna moms and caregivers? Well, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney and mother of two, and I've been talking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my co-host and Canna sister, Amy Searles. Good morning. Good morning, Amy. Good Woo. to see you up and good, about. Good to see you too. Yes, we're sharing the <laughs> stories of women breaking barriers and building businesses in the emerging cannabis industry. But today, today, our guest is a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's invested in helping women and moms and caregivers get involved with the cannabis industry. And we love that. We do love that. He is from my hometown of Cambridge, Massachusetts, Woo. and is currently the co-founder of Cush Groove, a Boston-based lifestyle and apparel boutique. He is an entrepreneur. He is a writer and a marketing professional. And he was a member of the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission Citizen Review Committee. He has been called the, quote, cultural ambassador to the city tied into cannabis movement, a voice for the city, and, ladies, Boston's <laughs> most eligible, eligible bachelor nominee. <laughs> Is that true? Is that still true, Marcus? <laughs> we don't know. I think the improper Bostonian gave me that name, but I think they're out of the business, so oh. I don't know how to qualify. That is so cute. I could see that. <laughs> He's adorable. Okay. As an entrepreneur and as an entrepreneur with multiple businesses, his number one passion is marketing. He is also the founder of Clearwater Branding, where his team helps companies drive ROI using cutting-edge growth marketing and growth hacking tactics. He's worked with companies like Pandora Radio, Northeastern University, the City of Cambridge, and a range of industry-specific small businesses. But what we want to talk about with this Cambridge native is his initiative to get more women, more moms, into the cannabis industry. And how is he planning on doing this? Well, let's find out. Welcome, Marcus Johnson Smith. Yay! Thank you, thank you for having me. Welcome. Reading all these things, I'm like, who is that? Guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fabulous. He's 
awesome. We're gonna, we'll introduce you to him later, Marcus. He's going to be great. Oh, I'd love to meet him. <laughs> Sounds like a nice guy. So we had a nice little chat earlier because we're both Cambridge people and uh, had a little chit-chat. And we're talking about our cannabis stories and how we got to this place. So, Marcus, let's just start. Let's do it. All right. So what is your cannabis story, Marcus? How did you get into this? How did I get into this? So I think I have a couple different introductions. Uh there's like a elementary introduction and then like a sophomore introduction. <clears throat> okay, think, go for uh, it. We got, we got so my, we're a lot of time and you're yep. the talker. My, so go. my <laughs> elementary introduction into cannabis, uh, <laughs> coincidentally, was uh, through my mom. I wouldn't say from oh, that's my great. mom, but that's through, through my your mom. mom. That's good. I like that. Uh, my mom consumed cannabis, I think, you know, her, her entire life uh, for the most part. And uh, I just re- recall uh, as a kid, um, uh, you know, every weekend my mom and my aunt, uh, my aunt, well, my aunt would come over on a Sunday. My mom would cook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'd go in the room for about an hour or two mm-hmm. and they'd come out happy as hell once the food was done. That's funny. Did you, did you understand what was going on? I didn't understand it until about <laughs> 14, 15 years old. And I was like, Oh, this is this phenomenon. Interesting. Do right? you think was they intentionally tried to hide it? Do you think she had some concern about it, or was it just that's? The, I mean, I we everyone we always talk about the shame of it. Like you, you aren't expected to go into the bathroom and chug your bottle of wine, but you know that's. <laughs> I think, frankly, I think it was just responsible adulting. I, I think I, that's probably yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was a child. Right. I think it was just responsible adulting to keep that practice like. Mm-hmm. Out of my view, right? Um, because there was so much negativity about it, or mis- misunderstanding. Misunderstanding, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, but it was natural in our house, right? Okay, for sure. Um, but again, that's kind of how I got introduced it introduced to cannabis on an elementary level. How okay. I call, okay, um, just because I remember it being around the house in the home. But it was like that phenomenon. It okay. was like <laughs> it made happiness though. It, it happiness was, and it food. Was a, Sunday, Sundays were amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they were amazing. I'm yeah. curious, was it out on the table? Like, no, or was so, it just hidden in jars? So, interestingly, and... so, again, my aunt would come over, and I made the connection that she'd bring the weed. <laughs> <laughs> my mom yes. would cook the food. Got it. Uh, yeah. And that was Definitely. that marriage. Uh, but as I got a little bit older, or I guess not even that older, but when I was around that age and I was curious and fidgeting around in my mm-hmm. mom, my mother's room when she wasn't home. She's going to hate me for this. But I <laughs> discovered her little, you know, little stash uh, uh, jar. She has this cute little green, I think she still has it, she probably had it for like 40, 50 years at this point. <laughs> this cute little green, uh, I don't even know how to describe, but it's like the cutest little thing in the world. But that was like her weed little jar, and that's where she kept everything. Your heirloom. That's your heirloom. Your heirloom. Yeah, weed that's jar. what I'm. A, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, taking that when she crosses over. <laughs> I'm like gonna like market it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of where I discovered where it was stored. Um, and again, everything kind of came together. That phenomenon all came together mm-hmm. when I realized, oh, that's my aunt bringing the weed on Sundays, and oh, my mom's cooking on Sundays, and that's what that. But she never about. had a conversation with you, like, oh, just to let you know, we smoke, you know, we smoke weed, and it was, you know, this like, is what I've goes on. I've never had a conversation with my mom, like, in like a, a abstract conversation with my mom about weed. And we've Got it. we've smoked weed, consumed weed together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 34 years old, probably 
<laughs> close to 20 years. <laughs> oh, and it changes the relationship. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, we we are the best of friends because of weed. And I say mm-hmm. that because my son's yeah. 21 now and he rolls me my joints because I don't know how to roll a joint. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so sweet. It's but great. it's also that thing that, like, my daughter's 18 and if she did, if I wasn't in this business, mm-hmm. um, that she wouldn't tell me what's going on in the vape issue. So, like, that idea of the open, like, the open relationship helps your Absolutely. children be healthier, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have a fabulous relationship with my mom. Oh, we should have had her, oh, had her come on. Oh, she's oh. at work. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we love we love mother daughters. We haven't had a uh, mother son relationship on yet. So yeah. Okay. Well, I well we have me and no. <laughs> and you. That's so, true. <laughs> yes. Yes. But okay. I just recently told uh, my son that I'm in the cannabis industry. What cannabis is. And that I use it as medicine. And he was so bored. He's like, oh, he's glazed over. He's, he's 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. He's like, like, He'll get there. He's like, mom, get out of my room. <laughs> He'll get there. Stop talking. Well, I think what's important about um, how every human being, we, we talked about this, how like yeah. cannabis is like this human thing, right? Uh, but I think what's really important is how, is how and when young people discover cannabis on mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think right. it's that's mm-hmm. kind of when they can own it on themselves, and why they're choosing to consume it. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, all right, so that's yeah. your you were introduced. The el- to yeah, it. so I that's the that. elementary that's, story. Uh, that's <laughs> that's <a good> story. <laughs> uh, so I guess the 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 sophomore story into cannabis, uh, right out of elementary. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I started smoking weed with my friends probably around fourteen, mm-hmm. fifteen. Yeah, when most people, I think. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, in high school. I just happen to uh, uh, be around a crowd of people a little bit more older than me, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of what they were doing. That's how it happens. That's how it happens, yep, right? The older friends. The older well, friends. <laughs> uh, my brother, actually. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I got into it as a consumer. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, my my third chapter into cannabis is kind of the business side of cannabis. Yeah, right. so you went yeah. from, so I know you went to Northeastern, and were you yeah. involved with, um, was that a vision? Were you in a marketing what was your major when you were in, at Northeastern? I uh, did African American studies. All mm-hmm. right, and then was there any in that? You know, thirty four. So was there any thought on the horizon that cannabis could be a business at that point? So uh, in high school, um, when I was still consuming cannabis hev- heavily, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friends and I, and who's my uh, uh, business partner now, uh, we had a t shirt business. Okay, and so. Um, we just learned in high school at that time just how to make T-shirts. Okay. And so fast forward to college, post-college, kind of our first corporate jobs, because um, we both went to high school together and Northeastern together. Um, we just we recognized an opportunity to create a, a, a merchandise brand um, that appeals to like an urban niche in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the cannabis industry uh, at the beginning of it. So that's kind of really where the the tie between um, kind of the entrepreneurial pursuits that mm-hmm. I've had in the past uh, and the entrepreneurial instincts mm-hmm. um, and then kind of bringing them together with the opportunity in cannabis and kind of creating a business out of that. And how did, when did you start Kush Groove? <clears throat> 2011. And that's just that's just apparel. That's not a dispensary. Not a, not a dispensary yet. Okay. So Ooh. all right. So tell us about Kush Groove, and then tell us about what your plans are for your dispensaries, because yes. I know you have some big plans. Yes, oh, we got a lot great. going on. Um, yeah. So my 
uh, best friend and I started Kush Groove in 2011. Do you want to name him? Oh uh, yeah, Michael, Michael Pyrus, <laughs> my best friend, partner, uh, my work husband. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs one. Yeah, we yeah. all got him. Or your Canna brother. Canna brother. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Oh, yeah, Canna brother. Yeah, that's, we're gonna name him. We in gotta the notes. trademark that. I, I know. <laughs> Joyce. All right, my Joyce next is my, the lawyer. Yeah, when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we founded the company in 2011. Um, you know, both of us literally had our corporate jobs in boston and uh we just we asked ourselves like what can we do i think that's literally you know excuse me where we started uh the conversation that was before legal that was before even medical marijuana right 2011 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we said we just literally asked ourselves um that question what can we do and we said well we're fairly entrepreneurial both Mm -hmm. of us uh, we know how to print T-shirts. <laughs> I, I used to work at a T-shirt company. <laughs> right. We did it in oh, the past. And I, and I made T-shirt quilts. We should talk about that, oh, too. We'll yeah. about oh, that. my God. Yeah, we'll, we will discuss some yeah, yeah. The parallels. Keep going, keep going, yes. And um, so we were like, yeah, we could. We know how to print T-shirts. Let's start a T-shirt business, you know, with a focus on the cannabis industry. And the name uh, Kush Groove really came from us getting stoned one day. <laughs> All great ideas. All great yes, ideas. it's true. Uh, well, the com- WeTube guys, I talked to them, uh, Ryan Hornblatt, <laughs> and he said they were high one night after YouTube cooked them off, and they decided WeTube would be really funny, and they just, like that. There it goes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we, we were smoking something really good, I forgot, but we, I think we were watching the movie Crush Groove. <laughs> That's and funny. It just, that epiphany came. <laughs> yeah. And where we really narrowed in on the concept was, you know, Crush Groove was this uh, feature film that was released in, you know, 84, mm-hmm. 85-ish um, that really celebrated the the birth and emergence of hip-hop culture to this mainstream culture. And we figured, hey, let's take off the R. <laughs> let's call it Kush Groove. And we could we could kind of look at our vision or with this brand as the emergence of the cannabis industry uh, in this new realm. And so that was kind of the juxtaposition that we, we, uh, we took away from uh, what we felt what Crush Groove did at the time and what we felt Cush Groove could do moving into the future. So that I was love really the parallel. where yeah. the, uh, the story was born. And then when did, you, the start, did you start um, online? Did you start with a retail? How did you start? Um, so we started, you know, as, as most small businesses do in the uh, quote unquote uh, back of the trunk or the uh, <laughs> the basement, yep. right? So <laughs> we definitely, uh, that was our, our, our beginnings. Were you uh, silk screening your t-shirts or were you... Yeah, so oh, screening them. Yeah, um, yeah. We we work with a vendor in Western Mass and um, had a great relationship nice. with him. And uh, yeah, that's just how we got started. And just then, t-shirts uh, out the back of the trunk and uh, folding t-shirts in our in our basement apartment that we shared and um, going to different festivals and and, and pop up shops and shows. That's really how the brand got started. I, I, okay. We had a website <laughs> at <Okay>. some point, <laughs> uh, but it was really just touching the people. Yeah. So you. Yeah. So what I've also noticed about your um, business is that you do some paint nights. Yeah. Is that so? Is that part of the? So now, I mean, obviously it's 2019, but mm-hmm. some 2011 to 2019, you've added product. But the whole idea of having a paint night, other events, how does that work? Yeah. So again, you know, we really started um, our business with a focus on touching the people mm-hmm. uh, and being. 
community oriented uh, in establishing our, establishing ourselves as a community for this community, okay, like a sub community almost. And you know, once we opened retail in fifth in two thousand fifteen, um, as any small business person um, comes to that challenge of how do you bring people into your space, right? right? Like exactly. that challenge yeah, 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 yeah. of bringing people into your space, and then so it's just. <clears throat> that question, that lingering question that's always lingering every day as a, a retail business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and where are your stores open? Where are they located? So we have one store in Mission Hill uh, that we've been, that's been open for about almost going on five years now. Okay. Um, we're opening another Kush Groove location in Cambridge in Central Square and then another one in the South Shore in the next couple months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, Central Square is quite the place now. Oh my. Yeah. Wow, right? It's, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, it is totally happening. Um, yeah, so you know the the paint night concept really came from asking the question to ourselves: How do we get and keep more people uh, into the space? And then, you know, how do we tie it into community, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I love that idea that you know it's not just retail; it is again, it's part of like building communities, making them stronger, not weakening them. Well, and it's the cannabis community. It's about bringing, you know, it's a social, yeah, it's a social medicine. It's a social substance. Substance. Thank you. I couldn't think. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, it was it's bringing it, it back to community, and we started our uh, painting edible nights that uh, we've been doing for about almost two years now, uh, over two years rather. I would uh, like to in, do that in September of 2017. Yeah. Explain to our listeners what this would look like. Uh, uh, so if I you can, it. if you can imagine, you know, your typical paint night where <clears throat> you know you you're painting in front of a canvas and being instructed by someone and and you're drinking wine or whatever libations that uh, these paint night uh, companies offer you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with a twist. So that's kind of how you'd imagine it. You know, our twist is that rather than the alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, we we, uh, coordinate with the vendor to provide edibles. Um, That's great. So it's edibles. Can you smoke? Like, is it... You You can smoke outside. Outside. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, Outside, yeah. Yep, yep. But so that's kind of where the concept came from. That's pretty much what it looks like uh, every Friday night at our shop uh, from about 7.30, 8-ish to about 10.30. We entertain groups of up to about 20 people. And who's Uh, coming? Are you getting like... um... Like bridal groups, you're getting older people. I will tell people? you. So we've I was done this. A birthday party <clears throat> would be great. A birthday, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We've done this for you know, hundred or so weeks, hundred plus weeks over the last two years, and I've seen, you know, adults only. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Twenty-one plus, but I've seen every uh, age group, every ethnic group, every. <laughs> Um, of course, it spans across social group. Yeah. Like literally, we've had folks. I bet. We've had the <laughs> loveliest folks. Honestly, are the the elder folks, <laughs> the loveliest, frankly, mm-hmm. and they typically come from you know like the western midwestern mass, and they'll just make it a date night with whoever they're with, whether it's their hub, hu- husband funny. or Aww. just their friend, and you could just see all the joy that comes out of this activity especially with with our 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 elder um uh consumers so that's that's the biggest joy i have uh when we when we hold this event but again we've seen every facet of of consumer 
Come uh, come into our shop for this event. Which again, it's like it's that breaking that stigma that it's not just one type of person who would actually enjoy this experience. That it is for everybody, it's really for everyone. Um, so I did. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, I feel like we're always running out of time, even though we're like have plenty of time. <laughs> I, what I really want to talk about <laughs> is so we got your cannabis story and your mom. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you talk about about your idea? You said you we talked before. You'd been in Columbia. You'd been in this amazing restaurant, and were inspired for an idea to get single moms. Um, involved in the cannabis business and you had an idea on how to do this so you want to talk about about that because I thought that was really fascinating because that really that shifts the dynamics of what this um, what this can do for someone especially now say uh, communities of color that have been hurt the most Mm. and I'm sure single mothers who have been involved with this I mean there's so many issues with um, the detriment of cannabis in our society how are we going to flip that and how are we going to change that narrative? So this is a really an interesting idea. Yeah, so I, I think this actually all comes really full circle because I grew up in a single uh, parent home with mm-hmm. my mom. Um, and my dad uh, unfortunately died about 25 years ago. He was Ooh. murdered and oh, sorry. You know, part of the drug war. Oh, and so, sorry. you know, fast forward to where we're at today, I'm in a position to open a couple dispensaries and really... Uh, you know, have an impact in the cannabis industry here in, in mm-hmm. Massachusetts to start. And uh, as I was thinking about um, hiring, recruiting uh, the communities I want to impact in the 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 communities demo, uh, geographically, but also demographically, I want to impact. I started to really think about you know what sort of hiring practices could we instill um, that has the biggest impact. <clears throat> That means the most to me. And so, you know, there was that question in mind. And so a couple months back, um, I was in Columbia, the country, uh, with some friends. And I visited a restaurant. And the food was amazing. It's called Crepes and Waffles, I think it was. The food was amazing. And the service... strange name, but yeah. (laughs) the, the, The service was spectacular. And so... I was just I was there just like really enjoying everything and I and I looked around and I asked myself why is this why is the food so good number one <laughs> and why is this experience so immaculate and I literally was looking around I was like there's only woman working in here mm-hmm. and so I was with like I said I was with a group of friends and I was like what's what's going on here and the friend I was with she told me that uh, this company hires uh, or focuses their hiring and recruiting practices specifically on single mothers. And I said, whoa, I'm so inspired by this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from that experience, and then I went to another restaurant in the airport, same company, same experience. And I said, I want to bring this model in some <laughs> in some way legally <laughs> yep. Um back to my businesses to have that sort of impact. So um, we're as we're going through our recruitment phase uh, in our recruitment um, process right now for employees, for our new businesses, we're really starting to think, how do we implement a model like that um, that doesn't discriminate? Um, <laughs> Very clear. No <laughs> that discrimination. discrimination. <laughs> uh, but how do we implement a model like that that can have that type of impact on, again, the communities we're looking to have an impact on, not only geographically that we're in, but demographically. Right. And so that's kind of where that came from. And have you, um, we talked, we don't have a name for it yet. It's just we sort don't of, have it's a like name. Just sort of a vision. And um, so you say you're opening up another store in. What was the third store? So we're opening uh, two more Kush Groove stores um, in the South Shore and in Cambridge in the next couple months. And then we're opening, uh, we're working on 
three separate dispensaries uh, in Cambridge, Somerville, and Brockton. Wow. A very busy busy man. That's why he's an eligible bachelor, ladies. That's why he's an eligible bachelor. He's very busy. (laughs) It does help. (laughs) Well, it keeps you focused. You you can, like, distract. All the things that could probably distract you are probably gone from your head. Well, it it, it energizes me. I could do a million things, you know, yeah, I mean, don't yeah. ask me about sports, but if you ask me about uh, municipal policy, <laughs> I love municipal policy. <laughs> as, oh yeah, as it, as it relates to uh, to cannabis businesses, two could, northeastern people yeah, here. I could it's bore like you all day. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah, we had the whole northeastern oh, chat my before. God. Yeah, I think northeastern <laughs> needs to institute a cannabis uh, co-op or something. Joyce, yeah. there you go. I agree. Oh, maybe we should reach out to Northeastern. Let's lobby that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting... Which provost do we have to call? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We're like <laughs> my Northeastern friends. Um, all right. So, again, so this is what you want to do. So what do you think the challenges are going to be if this is really something that you're focused on um, on getting women in? Well, so... Or single I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a shoot from the hip type of guy, right? Okay, so, that's cool. So I was so inspired by this... I had posted this on my Facebook like <laughs> immediately after I had this experience. And I'm like, I want to just focus on hiring single moms. Mm-hmm. And I got some some pushback yeah. <laughs> from a couple folks. Um, so I think that'll be one of the challenges mm-hmm. is just that um, some some folks just won't appreciate this. Mm-hmm. You know, frankly, if you don't fall in the category and criteria of a single mother, yeah. you might not appreciate this. Right. So. Yeah. Um, that'll be a challenge. I think. I think another challenge is a way to do this responsibly, to do it uh, legally, mm-hmm. uh, to do it without discrimination. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's you know definitely any things that we don't want. Right. Um, we ju- you know we just want the best people. We want great people. Um, and I I think hopefully when you know we roll this out the way we want to roll it out, I think people, I hope people will appreciate. The purpose behind it right this is definitely not, definitely there's no there's no other purpose right. other than to do good with yeah. this uh right. with this uh initiative so and what i hear a lot so this is what i hear a lot from me like i'm a, I'm a middle-aged woman we are the fastest growing <laughs> demographics of consumers we know the least and my friends say they feel uncomfortable in a lot of these dispensaries because i do feel like I mean, not so much massachusetts because we don't have that many rec but you know if you go out to the west coast they're kind of a bro culture mm-hmm. um it's not it's mostly white guys yeah it's just it's, it's not it's not it's not a comfortable place so the idea that we could set up some place that is very you know moms have a different sensibility especially if you're a mother of a young child um women have a different sensibility and to come into a space and to make Like you said, just to feel comfortable right away because the people there are your people and you feel like they understand what you're asking for. Mm -hmm. Yes. And how you want to consume. Because when you go into these places and you are talking to a a white 20-year-old male with tattoos who, I don't know, who has a real love of cannabis, which I don't deny, it's just a very, you know, especially for someone like me, like I always say, you know, I I enjoy cannabis. It's not... um, my natural habitat, but it's just, you know, it's, I, I need someone to talk to me about it in a normal, grown-up way. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, dude, you're going to get so high, it's going to fuck you for, oh, I get excited, I'm like, it's, it's going to mess you up for days. Like, I don't want to hear that. That is not what I want to hear. I want to have someone who's, like, used it as, it's made me a better mom. Right. I have felt very comfortable with my child. I am able to talk to my mother-in-law better at dinner now. I mean, I don't know. There's so many other issues that you can talk about that right. someone who is in this situation could help you i mean and and let me tell you i'm so i feel so blessed to be in a space to uh offer 
employment in this space, right? Yeah. And so one of the, the things I'm I'm the most excited about, I'm excited to hire my old teachers from mm-hmm. elementary school. I love who, it. Who are retired, yep. that who I, I still have uh, awesome. good relationships with. And, and, and which, I'm, school, I'm which, faced, school, which school did you go to in Cambridge? Uh, I went to the Haggerty oh, and, and the uh, Tobin. Okay, yep. so I, I don't want to call anybody out. You don't have to call them out. <laughs> I know a lot of I know a lot of those teachers. I, I ran for school committee a couple of years ago, so I'm like deep in the Cambridge school system. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm so in, excited to be able to like offer employment opportunities to the people that really helped nurture me. Yeah. Right. Uh, and like, I'm the most excited about that. Like if, if, if there's oh. anything, you know, I'm excited about the product. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But if I'm excited about anything, it's really just creating an, a, a work environment to bring the people I love and, you know, frankly, the people that are qualified to an opportunity to work in a space. And it's a great industry. It's the best industry. That people love dearly. Yes. I'm so excited about that. I'm excited. <laughs> Maybe I'll work there too. I'll just work every. I want to work everywhere. I told yeah. <laughs> everyone that comes in here. I'm like, so let's go. So I'm, all right. So your dispensaries. What's the what's the goal? What's the the plan for the dispensaries? Yeah. So again, I think it all comes back full circle for me. It's all about community. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I'm open. And are, you, are you working with other partners for the dispensary work or the same? Uh, just my business partner same. right now? Okay. Um, who I own my kosher business with. Okay. Um, we're opening a dispensary in Cambridge, right in my old Strawberry Hill neighborhood. So oh, I'm, you are. I'm really Where? excited. Where? That's that. almost in Belmont. Almost in Belmont, right next to Sofra. <gasps> no way. Yes, way. Oh. Yes, way. That's great. What a great spot. Next to Sofra? Uh, no. Right, oh acro- right so across perfect. from Intelli- uh, the coffee place, Intelligentsia. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And again, the, coffee, the focus. cannabis. I, I'm so Sofra. excited about yeah. You know all these opportunities. So, that, so when you were trying to find the space, is that was that an issue for you trying to get into um, into Cambridge, finding a, a retail space that was willing to work with you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to Definitely. tell us about your trails or travels or, or anything? Any, any advice for people who might be thinking about this? Because it it's a it marathon. Is, it is a very yeah. It's a marathon. <laughs> people, you need to have a lot of patience. I, patience. Uh, you got to have a little bit of cash <laughs> or yeah. access to cash. Yeah. Right. Um, I, you got to be savvy. Yeah. And were you working? So were you working with the neighborhoods? Were you doing community meetings? What kind of work outreach were you doing with that neighborhood at all? Yeah, I mean, we've in the, in the Cambridge community. You know, yeah. we have strong ties there, right. so Obviously, it, it yeah. wasn't uh, unnatural to you know make those connections. Right. Um, and I, you know, I work I work as a consultant with the city of Cambridge doing some marketing stuff. So, okay. again, for me and being a Cambridge guy, a Cambridge boy. Um, it wasn't hard or unnatural to reestablish those connections with the community I'm from. Right. Um, and people so, are responsive to you? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. again, you know, I am I think a lot of the folks that we reached out to in this process were really happy, were really inspired to see someone from the community who, who has had a passion for this stuff, right. um, you know, really want to pursue this. So we haven't had any real, you know, resistance uh, okay. in our efforts in Cambridge. Are you working, this is sort of a uh, off topic, but have you working with anyone who've had convictions or people who have been um, incarcerated or had issues with cannabis who they're trying to get into the industry now? Has that been an issue for you? Yeah, I mean, we have we have six staff, part-time staff, um, and we've had, you know, other staff over the years mm-hmm. um, that we've hired okay. at the Kush Group shop that have had um, convictions and, and whatnot. And, and, 
you know, we through that, through our Kush Group business, we see it as a, a pipeline for reentry for folks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's important. You know, so they need jobs. There's that element. Um, but we're also, you know, really committed to uh, the cannabis business in, in the dispensary business and those opportunities as as another reentry tool um, for folks uh, getting out of prison or who have com- past convictions. Right. In addition to that, we also do pretty much every month we host uh, community uh, educational events. That's smart. Um, with a couple different uh, folks that we work with in the cannabis industry, lawyers, uh, advisors, consultants, uh, operators. So, so municipality, like, so I say this all the time. I feel like a lot of the municipalities... I love municipal law. That's like a nerdy thing I like to talk about. I get into a <laughs> bunch of meetings about different leaders in different communities and how they're each handling it. But it feels like a lot of these elected leaders across the state, a lot of them are older white men, and they still hold on to a lot of the misinformation. Are you doing any um, education with the municipalities? I feel like that is such an important element that is missing a little bit. They're not getting the best information always. Well, you know, we don't have any uh, chartered educational programs. Right, okay, all right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> On top um, of all the 12 other things that you're doing, that yeah. Doing, right. <laughs> um, however, you know, when we're engaging with municipalities uh, in our cannabis dispensary pursuits, mm-hmm. you know, there's always an opportunity to educate them about the process um, because every every city kind of operates I don't want to say operate differently. They do operate <laughs> differently, but they also operate with a with varying levels of understanding of That's the, true. the law. And so, you know, you may do stuff in Cambridge uh, where you can educate the folks in Brockton, or vice versa, or mm-hmm. learn some stuff in in Somerville and educate the folks in 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 uh, Cambridge and Brockton, vice versa. Right. So I think there's there's a consistent uh, or an ongoing kind of educational uh, component to all of this. You know, we're all kind of learning how all of this is rolled out because um, we didn't all you know learn this in public school right. <laughs> or even the history of it we're, I'm talking about the history that the idea that you know we are living in a, a weird anomaly of history like, you know for most of humanity this was something that was just part of our existence yeah. and that we're re-educating ourselves I, I mean, I've actually seen this more on um, like sort of the western mass a lot of you know a lot of the cannabis industry is evolving in the western Massachusetts those are much smaller towns they've all had a much more fear I think and when I've gone to these meetings I can see the selectmen you know they've put it in the edge of town behind a fence where no one can find it you know yeah but then when they start getting the money in or they realize that it's not really dangerous they are they're slowly coming around so I, I can see the evolution and people's understanding of it um, but again if our leaders aren't informed correctly they're telling their constituents the wrong thing right I've been to meetings I have on even in Cambridge I've been to meetings where a police chief they still do it opiates heroin cannabis alcohol all in the same breath (laughs) right and you're and you're explaining this usually to elder people because those are who come to these meetings and that's a figure of authority and they're believing it so that's the kind of education that needs to continue and continue until it's just broken Mm -hmm. until that understanding is just crushed Mm -hmm. right that's our job right (laughs) yeah 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 all right so talked about your cannabis story we've talked about getting women into the industry we've talked about your dispensaries where do you think this is going five years from now you've been involved with this for a while i think the majority of the country uh will be will have some sort of recreational 
the majority of the country and individual states will have some sort of recreational and or medical cannabis program, I think, in the next five years. (laughs) I think it would be too much to assume that the country would be fully legal in five years. Um, But I, I... I feel safe enough to say in five years, the majority of the states in the country will have some sort of recreational and or medical cannabis program. That's it. Like Michigan's coming around. There's, you mm-hmm. know, oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of states. The biggest states are coming in. And, you know, as more people, you know, this is a big deal to people. And even I'll say things like Kentucky. So Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. I mean, the hemp program there, that is a big deal. And I was we interviewed a woman from uh, Brooklyn, New York. She's part of the federal program to get her hemp from Kentucky. So it's starting to slow. I know hemp isn't cannabis, but, you know, it's that weird Venn diagram of politics. Mm-hmm. It, it's in the middle. It's, it, it can bring Democrats, Republicans, different parts of our country, mm-hmm. southern, northern, together. That's yep. my great hope. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You know, people think I'm kidding when I say that, but no, I really believe that's true. It is true. Yeah. Weed could save the world. I, I believe so. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, uses this phrase of uh free the weed yes right and and what it really (laughs) means is like liberating weed to open doors for everything consciously um politic policy wise Mm -hmm. uh socially uh community oriented you know so there's so many impacts of what will happen to just our our human experience once weed is liberated and climate change this is what we're talking about people uh, think i'm joking about that that you know hemp specifically is good for the soil if we could stop using so much paper we'd have more trees get rid of some of the oil products you know there's it's it's almost it's it's a bottomless pit bottomless pit pit of things all right so for you what do you want blowing so it's holiday season (laughs) (laughs) what are you offering people what do you think of some good gifts this year for people who are cannabis curious yes so we actually put together a nice uh a guide um gifts what did i call that gifts for friends who smoke weed yeah is that so you do have a website right yeah Yeah. on the the kush crew blog okay um what kind of items do you think so yeah so we talked about um (laughs) cannabis themed uh, t-shirts. Okay, of course. Mm-hmm. What I do. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we talked about, or recommended rather, so we recommended cannabis-themed uh, graphic t-shirts. Okay. We recommended uh, a heady glass piece mm-hmm. for a friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, we uh, recommended a cannabis accessory subscription box. Mm. Okay. That we Oh, okay. I see that. As well. Yep, I'm okay. on your site. Um, Ooh. Thank you. I love it. And we oh, uh, we recommended um, tickets to a cannabis consumption event, which we do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, nice. Our, our, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen edibles event. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we recommended one more thing. I just forgot. Wait, wait, actually, I don't know. So Amy's been looking for a grinder because we're old and our hands hurt. Have you seen any grinders? Or was it like a, yeah, they have the that. Wheel? They have the yeah, they have the, the crank. crank. Oh yeah, yeah, we got those. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, oh to, yeah. we're gonna have to like stop by. Totally. <laughs> so, what are your hours of operation? If you want to stop by, when can they? Uh yeah, folks want to stop by. We're open uh, every day from ten to ten. Oh, ten to ten. 10 My to 10. God, that's a long day. All right. That's a long Folks got to get their weed accessories. That's right. <laughs> he carries uh he carries the my bud face. Oh, you do. Yeah, bongs. Oh, yeah. We're, so we're pretty. Entering, we love we're actually them. entering our Wednesday. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she has a good story too. Just and I I actually um I did get the little nightingale and it's on my shelf with my vases. So I'll see if anyone notices when they come over. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um are you doing a favorite thing today? Yeah, I have a oh. favorite thing. All right. So I um, do. So Marcus, we have like sort of a tradition here. Amy likes to do her favorite thing before we do our little <laughs> closeout. So let's talk about Amy's favorite thing today. All right. Well I got this at the what was the Harvest Fest? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Actually, did I get it at no. the Harvard Fest? I don't even remember. Anyway, I love the pot pockets. Those are just the best for... We sell those. Yeah, they're the greatest things in the world. You know, if you're a joint smoker, you know, and you don't want to s- smash it, you know, on the on the ground to put it out or on your shoe and then it ruins it, you know, you throw it in the pot pocket and that's it. And it, it extinguishes it out and it holds it. It's just a nice, discreet way to store your joints it's so much better than you know the pre-roll the plastic pre-roll containers that you know come from the dispensaries can you explain explain how they look what they look oh yeah they're wooden yes thank you they're um pretty neat they're really they're pretty and they come in different sizes and different color woods different combinations um how am I going to describe it? So they're wooden and you bend part of it open Mm -hmm. right you bend part of it and then you plop the joint in there and then you just snap it back and it looks like a, like a wooden just, card basically. yeah it just looks like a it's a, a rectangle yeah it's it look, amazing it looks like nothing but it, it actually and it holds two joints you know you have one on one side one on the other side and i think I, the one of, i think they have a couple different options mm-hmm. one of them holds King like si- three or four. Oh, <laughs> well 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 <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway it's potpockets.us Users. And we saw them at... Uh, it, was, it was the Harvard Fest. No, I think you'd seen them before No, that. it was the one on, on the Common. I oh, can't the, um, think right now. The Freedom Rally. It was the Freedom Rally, yeah. 100 Degrees at the Freedom Rally this year. Yeah. And yes, I found him and I love it. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've been going to a lot of events lately. And oh I took Amy to the Harvest Cup. Harvest and, uh, yeah. Oh my God, I think it blew her mind. She actually had to so leave at some fun. point. She was so <laughs> overwhelmed. Oh yeah. And then, are you going to uh, Las Vegas? Unfortunately, no. I have a lot of business. Going on here in yeah, Boston. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. Are, are you doing any Black Friday specials? Yeah, I mean, you go mm-hmm. on the website, kushgroove.com. We got a whole bunch of Black Friday specials mm-hmm. going on. Yep. Um, some bundle deals. If you buy a tray, uh, if you buy a grinder, it. you get a tray. Ooh. If you get a, buy a t shirt, you get a tray. Nice. Uh, I see it. We do need reduce, a new grinder. So. Reduce price on uh, the subscription box. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kush Groove box with pretty much every weed accessory you can imagine you need all right we're gonna come by we deliver it um what other deals that we have clearance mm-hmm. uh deals on um some merchandise items so yeah and who, awesome. who, who designs all your t-shirts uh we just have a, a team oh you do okay we mm-hmm. have a small team um that comes up with the concepts and delivers the artwork you need a tank top for the ladies oh do we you have got- a tank top yeah, look on the uh, you're on the website. Look on yeah, the uh, under the woman section. Oh, I like uh, I do I seriously do make uh, I make t-shirts quilts. I could just that'd be a pretty interesting thing to have. You must have a quite a collection from 2000. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a lot. So, all right. No, I see the I see the t-shirts, but I don't see the tanks. Tanks are key. We'll have to find. All right, we'll work on it. All right, uh, all right. We'll we'll talk later. All right, we're, 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 all right so this is actually <laughs> our, our ending question. We ask all our guests, which I always credit to Asia Atwood. Um, there's a lot of different ways to consume cannabis in this whole new uh, world Joints. that we're living in. Joints. Everyone. Joints. <laughs> Marcus's favorite no way. No hesitation. 
Yeah, in all, I mean, in all situations. That's and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I think. Okay, you can I, you can explain your reason. So <laughs> it's twofold. there was a problem with joint sewing. I'll talk about that. Okay, it's no twofold. One, I I'm a true believer that um, you taste the cannabis much better by smoking a joint. I'm just a true believer in that. Hmm. Okay, I don't know about that, but so uh, interesting. Onefold. Yep, yep, yep. Twofold. I just the ritual of breaking up herb, uh, grinding it, you know, packing ripping it, up, packing it, right. ripping out <laughs> the piece of paper, rolling up the uh, the filter, and just the process like that ritual for me brings it all home. Yeah, yeah. That ritual brings it all home. I can't roll, but I get the pre-roll cones. Those, ah, are just, those are the greatest. Those things. are the greatest. And Especially I have, have like, some, if you have, and I have really a dustpan and yeah, and I have a little poker and it's just so perfect. Cones are the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And what are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> are you doing any cannabis infused food? Do you ever do anything like that? Uh, we'll, we'll find some time. <laughs> you and your mom. I mean, you and your mom baking together. <laughs> we will get baked. <laughs> baking. I, mean, I, meant, I actually meant baking. But, you know. <laughs> we will for sure get baked together. Okay. Um, <laughs> spend some time with the family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, there is that uh, cannabis infused turkey gravy that uh, we came across. Ooh. It's been trending all over my face. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I sent it to my brother who made the, the gravy. It's so Ooh. funny. Uh, Kiva Convections. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cannabis infused turkey gravy. There you go. Oh, that sounds like yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All right. Nice. So our time always goes so quickly. Any other last words of wisdom? Shout out to your mom. Anything you want yeah, to say to our out. listeners? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would just encourage everyone to check out all the things we got going on on our social media sites, kushgroove.com. Uh, all of our social media is, is at kushgroove. K U S H. And is that gonna be the name of the dispensary too, or dispensary gonna be separate? So right now. Now we are playing with the concept of either naming them uh, Kush Groove Dispensaries or the KG Collective. Hmm. Okay, I like right. it. And do you have a? Is there any um, estimated opening date? Is there like a year, two years? Um, summer of two thousand twenty. Okay. We should be up. That's as, right around the corner. Right as a Cambridge resident, I am waiting. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Summer 2020. All right. Oh, thank you so much, Marcus. This was fun. It went fast. And so I think it made fun. Amy and I feel much healthier. Totally. I we do can, feel better. We do. I think maybe we need to leave the house. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> we both got the flu. Five days at home. I just oh. can't take it. Okay. I recommend, <laughs> so I'll recommend some, some Kuzmi tea. Okay. If you ever heard of this no, brand, K U S M I. Okay. That's what I got right here. Oh yeah. And they have it's fabulous Parisian tea brand. All right. Uh, On it. But they have two flavors: the detox, well, blue detox, regular detox. And I think there's another detox flavor that they have. I forgot. Yeah, um, I'm toxed. I'm toxic this <laughs> week. <laughs> but, but they will get you back to good health, uh, very in a heartbeat. All right, I need it. All okay, right, thank let's get you. some. All right, so for my amazing guest, Marcus Johnson-Smith, thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much. And my co-host and Canada sister, Amy Searles. Pleasure to be here. I want to thank the Podcast Garage in Austin, Mass. Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Canada Mom theme music. And you for taking the time to listen to the Canada Mom Show, where we are changing the expectations of caregiving and crushing that cannabis stigma one can a story at a time. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, and this is The Cannabom Show. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com.
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.